Welcome to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast, where we offer actions and steps you can take today to start balancing your hormones naturally. This is your podcast host, Leah Brueggemann. I am a functional diagnostic nutritional practitioner. I am honored and excited to be your guide on your journey to better understanding your hormonal health and how it affects your everyday life. I am so excited about this episode. I have been wanting to get Mimi on here to share with you her vast knowledge of the benefits of mushrooms, especially AHCC. So you guys are going to be blown away. She mentions a lot of different types of mushrooms. I did link them below. Everything that we talked about is linked below as well as her podcast episodes. So I know that you are going to absolutely thoroughly enjoy this. Hey ladies, welcome back to another episode of the Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast. I brought on a guest today that I am so excited about. I have chatted her up on stories, so I know you guys are waiting for her, but this is Mimi. She's the host and producer of the Medicine Podcast and also an AHCC educator. And I'm so excited because, I mean, I know nothing about mushrooms and I also know that they're so amazing for our hormone health. So I would love for you to kind of share just a little bit about yourself and what got you started doing what you're doing. Oh my gosh. Okay. So, well, thank you for having me, by the way. Um, of course. I am happy anytime I get a chance to spread the word on mushrooms in general, but specifically AHCC, absolutely. I gobble it up because it's, um, it's something that the whole world, in my opinion, needs to know about, yes. especially as over the last coming up on two years, the world has been alerted, <laughs> turned on, you could say, to the importance of not only hormonal health, but also um, immune health, that yes. your immune system is is important year round. <laughs> yes. And so um, we'll definitely get into the specifics of HCC, I am sure. Um, but uh, I would say, let's see, a little bit of my background and what got me into this. That's a long story. So I'm going to try to keep it concise um, so we can get into some of the other meaty things that you wanted to talk about. But I would say I'm a dental hygienist by degree. So I, uh, I do not practice clinically right now, but that was my area of um, study and expertise, if you want to call it that. And um, I worked clinically for seven years. And uh, for those, I mean, I think I know, I think everyone knows what a dental hygienist does, but I'm the person who's sitting with the patients, cleaning their teeth and teaching them how to basically take ownership of their yes. oral health in relation to their systemic health. They are absolutely connected. So my most favorite part of my job was presenting information and education in a way where the patient feels empowered to then take ownership of their health, knowing that my job as a hygienist is not to keep your teeth clean. It's not to just floss you and have you on your way. It's actually to give you tools and empower you mm -hmm. to take your health into your own hands is the best way that I can explain it. And so doing that with love and empathy and a good sense of humor and some, um, some, uh, you know, uh, educational tools, that was my, the favorite part of my job. And so that was what I really focused on. And so 
that is like in my blood. It's like what I love doing most in the world. And I got to a point physically, emotionally, mentally, spiritually, all of those things in about 2016 when my my husband and I actually divorced. We went through a separation and divorce. Um, and I had gotten to a state where the the emotional trauma and stress of that combined with my, at the time, I had these orthorexic tendencies where I was mm-hmm. working out eight days a week and... Yeah. Um, I wasn't ever like anorexic or anything, but I was eating so, so, so clean Mm -hmm. to the point that it was not enough. I was constantly in a deficit. I'm sure many of your listeners have experienced this to some degree where your hormones get completely out of whack. Mm -hmm. And so I was at the, uh, at the bottom of this, you know, hormone hell hole where I had zero estrogen um, and my hair was falling out. My skin was exploding in acne. Um, I had a rash on half of my body that was completely no doctor could explain what it was. I still to this day don't really know what it was. Um, I couldn't digest any of my food. Um, So I would literally eat like the healthiest salad with like the cleanest wild caught salmon. And I would be regurgitating it back up because my my stomach didn't have any stomach acid. I had no hydrochloric acid. So when you can't break down your food, your body is like, we got to get rid of this. So I would literally regurgitate it back up. Really awful scenario. So I got to a point where I was so desperate because I was also a health coach on the side. I had clients that I would work with to help Mm you know, introduce healthy habits of like, most of them wanted to lose weight. All of them wanted to lose weight. So I could help someone do that, you know, but I couldn't figure out why my hair was falling out. (laughs) So I felt like this fraud almost. And, um, and so then I got to this just point where I was in the shower and my hair was falling out, came out in like a big chemotherapy sized chunk. And I just crumpled to the, the shower floor. I was like, what is wrong with me? I have to figure this out. I have to do, I have to start doing something different than what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. Clearly my body is trying to speak to me. It's screaming at me at this point, but you know, I'm sure so many women know this feeling where you start getting that external feedback, that external validation of like, girl, your abs look amazing or like external feedback from the opposite sex. You know, I was single for the first time since I was a teenager um, now at 26 or 27 and getting feedback from the opposite sex. And like, it just messes with your mind to an unhealthy Mm -hmm. degree. So that was my experience. And I just got to a point where I was like fed up. So I actually had been looking at the Academy of Culinary Nutrition, which Mm -hmm. is an online program to um, basically the certification coming out of that is um, a a culinary nutrition expert is what you're called, where you're able to use food um, and nutrients as medicine for different diseases and conditions, whether for yourself or your family or a cookbook or clients. Right. So I went through that. And this, at the time I I actually had moved home, moved back to my hometown of Spokane, Washington, um, from Seattle, left my job. (laughs) I moved out of my apartment, um, and broke up with my long distance boyfriend. And then I just focused on me. I was just like, I gotta, I gotta focus on me and my healing. And it wasn't just body. It was emotional, spiritual, everything. So I took a year and just really focused on me and 
my health Mm -hmm. and I started eating intuitively. So listening to my body when I was hungry, I would eat, you know, whole foods and I would experiment with what foods I was eating, trying to nurse myself back to health without, you know, using pharmaceuticals or anything like that. And I stopped lifting completely for six weeks. I um, just did walking and yoga and would listen to like things like worship music and, you know, like Sanskrit beautiful tones and like trying to get my body into a parasympathetic state Yeah, out of this fight or flight that I had been in for years. So that worked and I was able to like nurse myself back to health. And in that process, I, I discovered the amazing benefits of medicinal mushrooms. And I had heard of them like on the, you know, Sean Stevenson model health show, like four sigmatic, like everybody knows those kind of like mushroom coffee things, Yes, but I didn't really know how powerful and potent medicinal mushrooms could be. And so then I really started digging into them and specifically um, AHCC, which comes from (laughs) shiitake mushrooms. So AHCC in and of itself isn't a type of mushroom, but it comes from mushrooms. So it's actually a cultured mycelial product from the mycelia or the roots of shiitake mushroom. So I heard about this actually in my dental office. Um, I was talking to one of the other hygienists and her, um, one of her patients had got contracted HPV later in life, like in her fifties and her naturopath recommended this mushroom, AHCC, um, to clear the HPV and it worked. And so I was like, I was floored. I was like, what? I was like, aside from the vaccine, the Gardasil vaccine, I hadn't heard of anything that was even remotely close to being targeted for helping women or, or people with HPV. So that caught my attention. Fast forward, I really started digging into the research and taking it myself and recommending it to people and teaching people about HCC on Instagram. And then it grew and grew and grew and grew. And then I created a food in combination with my training as a culinary nutrition expert called Brain Hits. And um, it included AHCC. So it was the first AHCC food out there. And I sold them online, made a website, did the whole thing, shipped them all over the United States and Canada and Mexico. And that was my, that was my introduction into this world of owning a, owning a business, doing something other than dental hygiene. So I wasn't like, I wasn't like trying, I didn't set out to be an entrepreneur or own my own business or anything, but I kept saying yes to things that lit me up. Mm -hmm. And I loved being a hygienist. I still miss it to this day, you know, parts of it. Um, But there is so much more impact I've found that I can have teaching people not only about oral health, because I do that, but systemic and reaching people by the thousands and hopefully someday millions maybe um, about different techniques and medicinal mushrooms and AHCC because as I mean anyone listening to this can probably just pull up their phone open Instagram or turn on the news that's the light that our world needs so badly right now and so Mm -hmm. 
my contribution or gift to the world rather is taking that love and that passion that I had as a hygienist and getting people to take ownership of their health to say, no, I am smart enough to figure this out. I am capable. I am strong. I can do hard things and I'm going to figure this out for myself. And that's a scary place, but it's also a very empowering place. So that's what I do today. And I, you know, do it through our podcast, The Medicine, and um, through our, you know, online business and different partnerships that we do. So do a variety of things, but that's as concise as I can probably be with including all the details. I love that. And I find that so many people, like I actually went to college for music. So Mm. I took a hard turn um, when I got into, you know, health, you know, has nothing really to do with music. Um, and I find that, you know, you start doing, you know, what you think you're supposed to do, but then something, something hits you literally, it's always a personal experience. And that takes you because you can't help, but talk about it because it has affected your life. So like emphatically that you're like, okay, everybody needs to know about this. (laughs) And That's what I noticed the first time I heard you um, on a podcast. That's that's how I found you. And you were so excited about HCC. And I'm over here going, what the heck is HCC? Yeah. Like, I've heard of like lion's mane, reishi, like all these things. But you were so emphatic about this, you know, type of mushroom. I'm like, I've never even heard of this. How is this I a know. thing? And I thought like, I still to this day, remember, I called my mom. I'm like, have you heard of this mushroom? She's like, no, I'm like, this is all the stuff it can do. She goes, no, 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 no. There's no way something can do that. We would have heard about it by now, (laughs) which is why I exist now. Yes. Um, So I would love to kind of start with maybe some foundational things with mushrooms before we like get really into depth with HCC. So, um, I will, I will be your experiment because I feel like I don't know that much about mushrooms. Like if someone's just starting into the mushroom world and goes, okay, I've heard a lot about, you know, the benefits of mushrooms, but where do I start if I know Mm -hmm. nothing? Yeah, that's great. That's a great question. So first I will say that there are, when you say mushrooms, um, there are generally three categories that mushrooms fall into, uh, the culinary, you know, ones Mm -hmm. that you would find in a stir fry medicinal or functional mushrooms. Um, and some of them have overlap, right? Like shiitake and lion's mane, both are culinary mushrooms, but they're also very powerful functional mushrooms or medicinal mushrooms. And then we also have the category of psychedelic mushrooms and within, uh, within, and then outside, you know, we do have more of like the poisonous ones that we don't need to talk about those, but they're also like poisonous ones. So I'm just going to put this disclaimer out. Uh, I say this on every podcast. If I remember, if you're going out and picking mushrooms because you heard this girl Mimi talking about mushrooms and you see one in the forest and you're like, oh, I'm going to pick that and plop it into my tea. Absolutely do not. (laughs) Um, I'm going to put this disclaimer out that you must, must, must go with a professional forager, forager if you are going to be picking or touching any mushrooms at all. ever. So with that being said, these three categories, culinary, medicinal or functional and psychedelic, most of the ones that you hear about people, you know, um, using for, oh, I want to balance my hormones or I want to, um, clear HPV, or I want to assist my body in 
um, you know, dealing with cancer, you're talking about functional or medicinal mushrooms. Okay. So that's kind of where I will, in this conversation, I'm going to stay within that category of medicinal and uh, functional mushrooms. Okay. okay. So where to start? Um, I think that uh, there's over 300 different mushrooms wow. in medicinal use today. There's like there's thousands and thousands of mushrooms out there, um, but there's over 300 in, in use, common use today just for medicinal purposes. There are, um, so it's impossible for me to speak to them all, but I would say a great place to start is if we're talking about kinds, reishi is a, a wonderful place, a wonderful mushroom to get in your body. And I say that because I often refer to her as the Beyonce of mushrooms, uh, because she is so, she is the queen, like hands down the queen. And what I mean by that is she has the longest list of benefits of any mushroom out there. So when you look at a list of all the benefits, it, it she really positively can benefit every system from head to toe, meaning cognitive, respiratory, um, hormone, endocrine system, circulatory system, all the way down, like immune function, uh, just you name it, yes. So that's a really, getting a mushroom in your body that that really can help balance the body um, on multiple different systems is really, really great. Uh, now with that, there are certain mushrooms that have um, like more of a, uh, a well-known benefit, mm -hmm. like lion's mane, for instance, is known to be um, uh, cognitive support and neuroprotection. So they've seen it actually um, protect the brain prophylactically, preventatively from dementia and Alzheimer's. Wow. And also they have seen it. Um, I, I'm not sure if there's any in vivo studies right now with humans going on currently, but I know that they have done this in the, in the mouse model type of clinical trial where these mice with induced Alzheimer's, um, meaning that the clinicians actually have to induce Alzheimer's by giving the giving the mice oh. brain damage. Yeah. They are fed I'm like poor little mice. Um, <laughs> they are fed lion's mane. Um, and within like 16 days, the researchers started to see that uh, the Alzheimer's was reversing and like clearing up. That's so wild. Right. So I can't so imagine like if people were just taking that for preventative, you know? Yes. That would be yeah, insane. Which I, I, you know, just as a, a side note, but um, I, I used lion's mane in my coffee this morning. Um, it's such an easy thing to just add to coffee or teas yeah. or smoothies or oatmeal or anything like that. Um, so that's just an example of, of uh, a mushroom that, you know, hits every system in the body. And then another one that's used mainly for one of one or two of its like more pointed benefits. Mm -hmm. So, um, 
you know, when you're talking about, okay, well, how, how am I supposed to get this in my body? What do I, is it capsules? Is it a gel? Is it a, what is it? Is it a spray? And you'll see, um, you'll see all different types of mediums. You'll see capsules, you'll see mushroom coffees, you'll see tinctures. Um, So it's less about the delivery, like, oh, is a powder better or a capsule? It's less about that and more about the sourcing and the ingredients and contents of that medicinal mushroom product. I will say that medicinal mushroom products are absolutely not created equally. Um, There is so much garbage out there Um, because this is not a regulated you know, industry supplements are not regulated. And we don't really want that. Honestly, we want to have the freedom um, to create and and use these like we like we do, but in a in a really mindful and intentional way and knowing exactly what's going into your body is what I always recommend. So with mushrooms, it gets sort of dicey because there's a few different ways that you can tell if your mushroom products are genuine. And what I mean by genuine is that they're not full of fillers. So mushrooms, I'm trying to figure out how, how I want to start this. So people who grow mushrooms in mass quantities, mm-hmm. they, they do it on usually some type of grain, like oats or rye or okay. rice, something like that. And that's not bad. You have to grow the mycelium on something, some sort of medium. Mm -hmm. And so they grow it on this, on these um, oats, we'll say. And then the mushroom is just the end life cycle, like the end part of the life cycle of the mushroom, the mushroom cap or the, um, the fruiting body is what it's called. The little thing that you see poking up through the grass, that's the fruiting body. Um, And sometimes growers don't even let it get to that stage before they just put all the mycelium and the oats, this mass into a grinder and they make a powder. So what you're getting is not even mushrooms. It's oats. A lot. Yeah. Really expensive rice or oats. Um, And you are getting some mycelium, which we love mycelium. AHCC is a mycelium based product, but you're also getting a lot of oats where I'm like, yeah, I love oats, but I'm not going to pay $40 for them. And, you know, someone could be taking these mushroom extracts for something serious like Mm -hmm. HPV saying they're like, oh, I'm I'm getting all these wonderful benefits when really you're not because it's just rice. Mm -hmm. So I always want to make sure that you know, I, I'm happy to help people like people slide into my DMS all the time and like, send me, a, um, an ingredient list and like a brand, like show me the front and the back of the, of the mushroom product that you're looking at. And I will do my best to help you, um, figure out if this is actually mushrooms or if it's mostly grain and filler. So, um, that's a, a place to start is just awareness that if you're just going on Amazon and finding a $10 mushroom product, it's probably rice. Yeah. So that I can imagine because myself, you know, looking at supplement labels all the time and now I'm like, Oh, I have to learn about (laughs) mushroom labels now. So what are some brands? Do you have any brands that off the bat, you'd be like, okay, these are a safe place to kind of start looking. Yes. And before I say that, I will give another tool that someone, um, 
can use to know if maybe the mushroom product they already have, maybe they've already bought it. They want to know, is this legit or is it rice? You can dab a little on your finger and then put it on your tongue. If it tastes at all sweet, I feel like I'm going to sneeze. <laughs> if it tastes at all sweet, like crackers or bread or you know, like crushed up cereal, some of them taste like, mm -hmm. which is like, this isn't bad, but it's definitely not mushrooms. Right. Mushrooms have a very earthy, uh, sometimes bitter, um, lion's mane, for instance, instance, smells a little bit like fish. Yeah. So it's anything, but it's not too bad, but it, it's faint. It's definitely yeah. not sweet is okay. what I'm saying. So if it tastes at all sweet, you're probably paying a lot for oats and rice. Um, another thing you can look at is if you're looking at an array of a company and they have like four or five different mushrooms, mushrooms are like the rainbow. When you look at reishi, which is dark brownish black all the way to tremella, which is white and lion's mane, which is almost white. There is a rainbow, a myriad of colors within all of these different mushrooms. And then mm -hmm. cordyceps is right in the middle, kind of like a rusty brown. Um, if all of their mushrooms look like a, the same type of beigey, taupe, tan type white kind of color, uh, like the color of most walls when you walk into anyone, yeah. like, like that tan, it's probably because they're all growing in the same way and they're all combining those oats because oats, yeah. rice, rye, all they all are kind of the same color, the same shade, right? So that's another way. Um, and then, uh, you can also tell by the origin, the country of origin, where was this grown? Okay. If it was grown in the United States, just the way that economics work in the United States to grow mushrooms, it is insanely expensive enough mushrooms to actually be ground up and put in a bag and sold on Amazon or store shelves or whatever, it's insanely expensive. So if it's grown in the US, the only way that they can keep their doors open is to sell this mycelial biomass is what it's called. So if you see that in the label, in the ingredient list, it's US grown and it's got mycelial biomass. Ooh, that sounds fancy. That sounds like something I want in my body. That's a fancy term for this mycelial mass with oats. Okay. Um, another another thing you can look at on the ingredient list is full spectrum. If it says full spectrum, which it's like, I don't want half spectrum. Full spectrum sounds great. And this is all marketing, right? It's all marketing tools. It's, you know, some guy in a boardroom being like, okay, how can we uh, like make this a little fancier? Um, it's misleading. Mm -hmm. And uh, so mycelial biomass, full spectrum, and uh, if there's any type of like uh, organic oats, it's probably mostly organic oats. Okay. So few few tips there. As far as brands, I just as a, I don't know, a karmic uh, virtue, <laughs> I choose not to speak poorly about any mushroom brands that I know of who are not doing things the way that I would if I was running a mushroom company. I only speak to brands that I love where yeah. I've gone through the, the hula hoops of 
checking out, are they legit? Mm-hmm. Um, so the brand that I use mostly for, uh, well, ex- pretty exclusively for mushroom extracts is called Real Mushrooms. Okay. <laughs> you can probably guess why they chose that name yeah. it's because it's it's real mushroom fruiting bodies. And they uh, this is comes from the, the founder of the company is Jeff Chilton, who is uh, one of the m- probably the originators, the, the original people who brought mushrooms to the North American market. So mushroom, medicinal mushrooms weren't a thing in the eighties and nineties. Like you didn't see that that was happening. So he actually was the one that started going to these conventions and bringing a reishi mushroom with him and like talking to vendors, talking to people. I mean, traditional Chinese medicine has been using mushrooms for literally thousands of years. And like, we're just like coming into Mm-hmm. the wonders and benefits of medicinal mushrooms. So he was one of the like original people and he has um, over 45 years of growing experience under his oh. belt. So this guy is an OG. So yeah. uh, I, I trust him fully and I've actually interviewed him. I think it's episode nine or 10 of my podcast. We'll and you'll just hear, yeah. yeah, you'll just hear like this guy is legit. Um, so real mushrooms, absolutely. They have both powders that you can add to like coffee. Um, it, you know, I make a, like a little coffee elixir every morning and coffee is a really wonderful carrier of medicinal mushrooms because of that earthy kind of bitterness mm-hmm. that's just inherent in coffee. Um, it carries it really well. You can like, no one can even ever tell that I have mushrooms in their coffee when they come over and I make one for them. Um, and then you can also add them to things like smoothies or oatmeal or soups or sauces. They're really easy. But if somebody doesn't want to do that, doesn't want to worry about it, they also, all of their products come in capsule form. So I just prefer powders over capsules. Um, nothing wrong with capsules. It's just my preference that I don't like swallowing a bunch of pills every day. No, I get that. I drink mushroom coffee every morning. I drink the um, King coffee. And yes. so now I'm like, what other mushrooms can I stick into my mm. coffee in the morning? Yeah. Yeah. And that's great. King coffee is the, I'm sure your listeners and followers know, but um, it's the reishi spores. So yeah. I was talking about getting, you know, reishi, a, a good starting point is reishi because it hits so many different systems in the body. And that's how I get mine every single day is via reishi spore coffee. I don't drink regular coffee anymore. It's too acidic for my gut. And this is just a a beautiful way to hit two birds with one stone. Even I hate that saying. (laughs) That's well, I got started on King coffee a while ago. I want to say like almost a year ago. And I started because it was either try that or completely have no coffee for my Mm. unending future. Um, Mm. because my HPA access, um, postpartum was like annihilated for lack Mm. of a better term. And so I started drinking King coffee and I, I mean, I didn't really notice that much of a difference. I was just, you know, living my life, but after I want to say a month of exclusively having that, and I've never had an issue with coffee before I had a cup of regular coffee and I, I like, I didn't know what was happening to me. I had Your body, like anxiety, like yeah. my hands were jittery and I've never had that issue. And I looked at my husband, I was like, I cannot do this. Yeah. <laughs> I need my mushrooms. Your body, like my body does that too, where it like rejects it. And it's more like gut based for me where after two sips of regular coffee, even if it's organic, fair trade, bougie AF coffee, 
uh, my body will reject it and it'll, my gut will feel like it's actually on fire because it's so acidic. Yeah, no, that's, yeah. But you can, yeah, absolutely. So to answer your, your question, you can add definitely, like I add uh, medicinal mushroom extracts to, from real mushrooms. I add the powder, you know, just blend it in with a little hand mixer. Mm-hmm. Um, I did lion's mane today. I do cordyceps. Uh, reishi is again, you can add more reishi, but if you get the reishi powder, I will give you a hot tip here. Reishi is one of the most bitter things on the face of this planet. Okay. And if you just like put a spoonful in your coffee, it's very, very, very bitter. So if somebody's starting out with the reishi from real mushrooms, try the capsules. Um, but lion's mane, tremella is another really good one that's um, supportive for skin. Tremella mushroom okay. holds 500 times its weight in water. And Whoa. so it does that for your cells for your skin cells. It's, it also produces this um, antioxidant called superoxide dismutase, which is a really, really powerful antioxidant for the skin. And so it's going around and, and gathering up those free radicals and literally helping you glow from the inside out by delivering and holding more moisture in your skin, in your cells. And it's not just for looking young, like skin cells and any cell needs, they need hydration just to function, just mm-hmm. to do their job, whatever their job in the body is. And if you are not hydrated, then that eff- efficacy goes down. So tremella holds more moisture in your cells. It's kind of like hyaluronic acid, but yes. Internally. So it's, yes, exactly. It's five times more potent than hyaluronic acid. Wow. That's wild. Ugh, I have more mushrooms. I need to try now. Um, so, Okay. I know people are going to ask this because I'm asking this, like, is there too many mushrooms at one time? Like I'm thinking like, how many mushrooms can I just stick in my coffee in the morning? Like what's our ratio there? Yeah. Well, the wonderful thing about mushrooms, medicinal mushrooms is no one has, (laughs) to my knowledge in history has ever overdosed on medicinal mushrooms or psychedelic for that matter. Um, now, like I said, there are poisonous ones, but we're talking about the powders and the capsules and all of yeah. that. I just for frame of reference, because this is a good question. I use in my morning coffee alone, I have like five or six different mushrooms. Okay. And then throughout the day, I am continuing because I use things like Organifi, which have medicinal mushrooms in them. I might have, a, you know, a second or even third king coffee of the day, um, you know, so you really don't, I I say this with like caution a little bit because you don't want to be wasteful, Mm -hmm. right? You want to make sure like you're, you, you, you're able to assimilate and use all of the mushrooms that you're putting into your body. Like Mm -hmm. you could easily use the entire bottle of one of your mushroom supplements, but that's sort of wasteful. Yeah. So you don't need to be worried about having too many mushrooms. That being said, some of these mushrooms like the King coffee are very potent. Mm -hmm. And if somebody's toxicity buckets right inside their body, if your body is dealing with a lot in the form of heavy metals and parasites and mold and EBV and Lyme, all of this, and you're, you know, not pooping, you're not sleeping, you're stressed, you're watching your screens all the time. If those toxicity buckets are really full and something like a reishi mushroom comes in and starts that process of kind of like, getting rid of some of that stuff Mm -hmm. that you can feel that 
toxicity bucket start to be shaken up. And what that feels like is almost like flu-like symptoms where somebody could, again, this is not everyone. This is a very small percentage of people, but it does happen. So something to be aware of where you might feel jittery, you might feel anxious, you might have, you know, brain fog, you might feel like sluggish or fatigued, almost like flu-like symptoms. Mm -hmm. Um, That is possible if, you know, these potent mushrooms, it's not that what they're doing in your body is bad. It needs to happen, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, But it's just that you're feeling that overflow of that toxicity sort of being stirred up, if that makes sense. So start slower um, yeah. so that we don't have those reactions. That makes yeah. sense. And um, most people can start with like, if you're talking about King Coffee, you can start with a full packet. And mm-hmm. if for some reason you're feeling that, you can reduce it back to half a packet and start there and slowly kind of titrate up. Mm-hmm. And most people, what I hear from them, it hasn't been many, but the people that have reached out to me, they kind of like break through it after like a week or so. So it's not going to be there forever. Um And I don't, I haven't heard really any other like major side effects or anything from people using like the race or the, the real mushrooms, Mm -hmm. um, extracts. I've really never, I don't think I've ever had anyone come back and say like, oh, I'm having this reaction. What does it mean with the real mushroom extracts? It's just that the, the reishi spores are potent. They're, Mm -hmm. they're up to 80 times more potent than the fruiting body. So just something to be aware of. Yeah, no, for sure. So I feel like if you're just kind of wanting to touch all your bases, start with reishi mm-hmm. and then, you know, decide like where you are needing support and you can kind of go from there. Yeah. Um, and I also sense. have, um, maybe I can send you a link. I have a an episode where I think it's called how to use mushrooms like a pro. And I go through a bunch of different kinds and what you would want to use them for and how you would want to use them. Um, It's a really great resource for people. And I also have, you know, information all over my Instagram that people can kind of sort and sift through. But I would say that um, reishi for sure. We're going to talk about HCC. That's another one that I don't miss every single Mm -hmm. day. I'm taking reishi and HCC. If I don't use any other mushrooms, I know I'm getting those too. And then other ones that are really popular, uh, lion's mane, cordyceps, chaga, tremella is not as popular, but she's still a badass. Um, And turkey tail is another one. one. My talkie is another one. Um, So yeah, they all have their own little like um, subset of benefits aside. Yeah. All of them are to some degree, um, they're adaptogenic in nature, mm-hmm. which I should have mentioned this earlier is, um, I'm sure your audience knows what a, an adaptogen is, but if there's anyone that doesn't, it's like a little team of doctors going into your body and assessing for you. Oh, she's really stressed over here. Like, let's take some of these stress hormones down. Mm -hmm. Oh, she's having horrible sleep lately. Let's increase her GABA and, you know, help her sleep tonight. Or, um, oh, you know, this, this immune function. Oh, there's some cervical dysplasia. Let's kick, let's kick the (laughs) immune system into gear and help her heal these cells. So it's like this little um, adaptogenic, set of doctors that goes in and is able to kind of assess what you need specifically and then deliver that. So it's, it's, it's has this like modulating effect in the body. Oh, that sounds amazing. So I've only ever taken 
reishi and I think lion's mane. So now I'm ready to dive into more mushrooms. Yeah, um, love it. Okay, let's talk about HCC because I am so excited to hear your take and how it helps with HPV, but also um, I was reading that it, you know, helps autoimmune and Lyme. And I'm like, oh my goodness, so many people yeah. need to hear about this. So yes. talk to me about it. So I kind of just spoke to this, but I will echo it. Um, AHCC has, and, and really the reason why I named my product Immune Intel AHCC is because on a fundamental level, AHCC is bringing more immune intelligence to your body. It's not boosting the immune system. It's not suppressing the immune system. It is bringing more intelligence, meaning that your body, whether it needs to be boosted or suppressed, like in the case of autoimmune, we actually need to calm the nervous or the um, immune system down, right? Mm -hmm. Like it's on overdrive and it's, you know, sort of like not attacking, that's not the right word, but it's causing inflammation where it really doesn't need to, right? Like in, right. in, you know, rheumatoid arthritis or something. So AHCC has the ability to help assist the body in, oh, okay, we have more of these T cells and NK cells that are like these generals of the immune system. And it's also increasing the communication between those cells. So we are increasing, sometimes I call it the immune army. We're increasing the army's intelligence. And then we're also increasing the communication via chemical messengers like cytokines, um, that these cells use to communicate, to know what every part of the body and every part of the immune system is doing. Mm -hmm. So that's why it works for such a wide variety of conditions in the body, something like stage four cancer, all the way to like Lyme disease or epilepsy or HPV or herpes or hydrogenitis suppurativa or acne, Dang. you know, it's, it's really supporting the body, um, uh, really the entire physiology of the body, like mm -hmm. head to toe whole system, which is why I lump it in with, with, um, reishi because they, they both hit so many systems in the body by the immune intelligence addition. And then it's also decreasing stress hormones in the body like cortisol, norepinephrine, which for a lot of people are out of whack or really high all the time. And then it's also decreasing systemic inflammation by decreasing C-reactive protein, which is basically the blood marker that your doctor looks at to assess how much inflammation you have in your body. If your CRP is really high, then you can, you know, assume that you have a lot of inflammation in your body. Mm -hmm. So I don't know if there's one condition or disease that isn't linked to one or all of those immune, the immune system, inflammation right. and stress. So when you're hitting all of those it really touches uh, a lot of different problems in the body. So that's when I learned more about this, I was like, I, I can't not tell people about this. It's just one of a kind. It's an absolute unicorn. Yeah. And I, I was just blown away by the testimonials that I've heard from HCC Um from doctors using it in tangent with like chemo um, to people 
you know, getting tested negative for HPV after using it. I'm like, this is crazy. So, um, I get how it comes in and works with your body, but could you dive a little bit into like specific things that either you've seen it help with your clients or, um, just so people can be like, yep, that's me. Yeah. So, um, I've, oh my gosh, I've heard it all. A lot of people will start taking AHCC for its immune benefits, say something like HPV or autoimmune, um, a lot of people with Lyme. Um, and what I hear back from them is, oh my gosh, it's helping this X, Y, Z, what I started taking it for, Mm -hmm. but I'm also noticing like side benefits of my digestion is better my pooping is on point. I'm sleeping better. I feel more balanced. My hormones are balanced for the first time. My skin, I hear this one all the time. Women telling me, yes, it's making me feel awesome, but also my skin is clearer than I've ever had it in my adult life. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I believe that that is because it's doing so much work to balance and calm And we know, you know, a lot of times it can be multifaceted for sure, but acne is so um, inflammatory, Mm -hmm. right? And if there's a lot of inflammation and fieriness and your body's trying to speak to you and trying to get things out and it's really like on fire, right? You probably, or gut disruption, um, then you're going to have this acneic response, which I've been there. I, I mentioned, um, and it's, it's awful. And so when somebody has been struggling with that and then they start taking HCC for their HPV or fill in the blank, and then they also notice like, holy crap, my skin is clear. I hear that one a lot, which is really great. Um, <clears throat> I, oh my gosh. And, and the ones that really, really, um, have gotten to me, like, <laughs> like getting emotional are the ones where, um, and I, I, I share these stories, but I, I have to like, let people know that I cannot make any claims that this is for sure going to be the outcome for, you know, Sharon, if she starts taking AHCC today, I can't make claims because everybody is so different. That being said, I have had a few, um, stage four cancer patients. Um, they're not my patients, but they yeah. are, they're cancer patients and they're going through some sort of treatment. And one guy, um, he had a stage four prostate cancer and his daughter follows me on Instagram and she purchased AHCC for him. And in six months he was in remission. Whoa. And the From only stage other four. Yeah, dude. That's and wild. The only other thing that they were doing, they didn't do chemo, they didn't do radiation, they didn't do surgery. It was inoperable. And the only other thing that he was doing was hormone shots. Mm-hmm. I think some sort of like I, I could be misspeaking, but I think it was like some sort of like testosterone or something, mm-hmm. some hormone shot that he was doing, I think once a month was what he was doing. So it was very minimal. There were other yeah. factors, but I mean, she came back to me and she texted me. She, ha- I gave her my number. I was like, please, if you have any questions, like, please, you know, talk to me, reach out. And she texted me one random day and was like, Hey, I just thought you would like to know that uh, my family and I are out celebrating my, my dad because he has been on AHCC for six months and he just got news back from his oncologist that he's in remission. And 
man, those, those stories are like, they get life changing. Um, that's why you do what you do. Mm -hmm. Dang. That's so, and you know, that's priceless. You know, um, when you find something that can impact a life that much, like, I mean, that's not just his, it's his family, you know, they get more time with him and all of that. Um, okay. So now that you have me tearing up, um, (laughs) let's go into, um, like autoimmune Lyme, um, because I have a lot of women actually with Hashimoto's, um, Mm -hmm. and also Lyme and, you know, they're obviously doing all the things Mm -hmm. lifestyle, but you know, it's still, um, especially when it gets diagnosed later, it's always like a catch and release, you know, it's always up and down and up and down. And how would HCC, um, potentially be helpful in those areas? Yeah, well, I'll start with Lyme. So there's actually a study that I would like to send to you. It's a clinical uh, in vivo, double blind, placebo controlled, all of that gold standard study um, where uh, I think for two months, they had a group of Lyme patients taking AHCC three grams a day, which is pretty minimal. Mm -hmm. It's not a high dose. Um, and after two months, 100% of the experimental group, uh, their symptoms were either partially or 100% ameliorated. So in two months of taking AHCC, some of them said, all my symptoms are gone. And many of them said, a lot of my symptoms are gone. Um, so what that's doing, and I'm not a Lyme expert by any means. I I have to like be, I have to know a little bit about a lot of different (laughs) kind of conditions because I get so many questions. Um, and I try to be the best resource for this clinical research that I can, but there's no way I can be (laughs) an expert in all of it. Um, but to my knowledge, there are generally two ways of dealing with Lyme, two big general Mm -hmm. ways where it's like, help the immune system or kill, right? The kill mode is like kill the bacteria, including some of the other like good stuff in our body. Mm -hmm. Um, And so AHCC would fall under more of the immune intelligence. Again, we're adding immune intelligence and you're increasing your body's immune cells that can identify and properly take care of the different types of bacteria in the body that are causing Lyme disease that are really hard to get rid of. Right. So you're empowering the body versus focusing on the kill mode. And, um, one of my good friends, Christina Rice, I don't know if you've heard of her, but she's kind of a mogul in the health and wellness space. And she's just a total badass. And she unfortunately had Lyme and mold exposure and everything. And she had tried everything on under the sun. She's one of those people that are like, I'll try it. I'll try it. I'll try it. And she tried HCC and she said, it's the only thing that has made a significant difference in her Lyme symptoms. And now it's something that she will not ever go without. And I have other stories too, of women with Lyme who have, when they, it's sort of like, some of them say, I think I'm getting better but sometimes you don't notice it until you stop taking it. Mm -hmm. And that's what I hear from women is like, especially if they're trying to conduct their own little type of experiment with their own body where it's like, okay, I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. I feel pretty good. 
but maybe I'm just not flaring up. You know how it kind of mm-hmm. comes in flares. Yeah. And so then they stop taking AHCC or they run out or mm-hmm. whatever. And then they tell me like, holy shit. Sorry if I can't cuss on here. You're fine. <laughs> holy crap. Um, I feel like crap now not taking it. So then they realize like, oh, the HCC really was working Mm -hmm. well. Um, In the case of autoimmune, which that is such an umbrella term because there's over 80 something autoimmune, you know, um, uh, recognized autoimmune disorders out there. And I have quite a few people in my life that I know personally, uh, my sister and my aunt and my grandma all have rheumatoid arthritis and it's AHCC has helped all three of them. My aunt and my grandma don't take it as religiously um, as my sister. She is 37, I think, and she was diagnosed at 30, which is very young, very young. And she started taking AHCC and uh, she again did the little experiment where she wanted to just see what would happen if she stopped taking it. And she was feeling really good, feeling really good. She was at the point before she started taking this where she couldn't even walk downstairs. She couldn't even open a jar of like peanut butter. Um, So it was really bad. And um, she now is taking uh, a regular daily dose of AHCC and she this is the best kind of review because it's like my family. She says that most days I don't even remember that I have RA. Mm, that's so, massive. Yeah. And she, she is on uh, one medication. Um, but even when she doesn't take AHCC, she has flare ups. So um, and then, you know, there's so many different <laughs> autoimmune disorders. You know, yeah. you mentioned Hashimoto's that has an autoimmune link. Um, Mm -hmm. kind of in the hypothyroid uh, family where um, I actually did an interview with um, Amy Horniman, who is a a thyroid expert. She's a doctor and she has started incorporating using, uh, she's one of my ambassadors actually for immune Intel HCC. She helps her Hashimoto's um, clients and patients by recommending HCC for them. Um, And you know, it's impossible for me to gather <laughs> all of, you know, whoever's using it, like uh, all of these reviews, but I do know that she continues to recommend it. So from that, I'm like, well, it's got to be working, right? If yeah. she's continuing to recommend it for her clients and patients. So, but not everyone. I wish, I wish, I wish, I wish mm-hmm. that everyone would come back to me and give me their story, whether it was exactly what they wanted or blew their, blew their mind, or maybe it wasn't what they wanted or what they hoped for, because I am, I'm like the HCC encyclopedia on Instagram right now. And, um, I, it's so helpful when people can come back to me in typed form and give me their story. Cause then I can help other people, you know, someone who's like, Hey, I have X, Y, Z does HCC help with this? And I'm like, well, there's not a clinical paper yet about that, but I did just have someone last week mm-hmm. tell me this review. Here it is. And or yeah, yeah my homegirl, Katie, I don't know. Katie had this problem. I bet she would talk to you if you wanted. So I'm like connecting mm-hmm. people. I'm doing my best to connect people and give information. Yes, it's anecdotal, but when you get to, I'm sure you know this, when you get to a point where you're desperate. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're like, I don't care if it's anecdotal. I will try anything. Yeah. Um, and, but it, I will say also HCC has a mountain 
of clinical research behind it. Um, 34 years of clinical research. It is the most research, clinically researched functional food in the world. So I don't say all that just to demean the clinical research. There's a lot. Mm-hmm. And to put that into perspective for someone who do, maybe doesn't know, because this is registered as a functional food, it's a dietary supplement, you know, it's not a medication for a functional food to have even one clinical study is like pff, nuts, unheard of. It's like great to have over 30 or more. It's more now, but um, is like another thing that makes it a unicorn. Yeah. That's crazy. And so for example, like with someone with endometriosis or something that, you know, needs more studies behind it, you know, there's not anything that's like, this will cure endometriosis. Is there any negative side effects to just being like, I'm going to try HCC. You know, I've tried everything else. Like is there a negative side effect to just trying it? Um, short answer is no. Uh, I get these questions all the time where I, I just mentioned like, hey, I have XYZ and endo- mm-hmm. endometriosis is one that I get a lot. I'm definitely not an endo expert at all, but I do get that question enough. Um, again, there is no study yet on endometriosis. But because of the safety of AHCC and they've tested it like rigorously um, for it's, it is as uh, well safety researched as any, uh, any pharmaceutical on the market. So what that means is they go through these safety trials when, when they put a drug or in this case, a functional food on the market, they go through these safety trials where they want to know at what dose does this become dangerous for someone Mm -hmm. either, you know, uh, negative side effects or even something like death, right? They're they're doing this on mice or rats. And (laughs) it's kind of funny because they gave these rats and mice in this safety study the equivalent of what would have been 600 grams for you and I for a human where I take like 1.5 grams a day. So they're giving these little mice the equivalent of 600 times that amount and nothing happened to them. You couldn't even swallow that many. Right. That's what I mean. It's like, it's, I don't want people to do this, but it is so safe. Like, yeah, you could take the whole bottle and you'd probably be fine. Yeah. <laughs> you might, you might poop your pants, but you'd probably <laughs> be fine. Um, because it is a, it is an actual, like, um, a gut stimulant, uh, for the good bacteria. It's feeding mm-hmm. the, the good bacteria, um, in, in your gut. So, um, I, I'm being kind of flippant there, but to answer your question, it is so extremely safe that, if somebody did uh, have some ailment or condition and they've tried everything under the sun, I would say um, HCC is a safe bet to try. The only caveat I will say is that I always have to say, because I'm not a doctor, I don't give medical advice. Um, This is merely just for educational purposes. And I just try to provide sort of subtitles and a a link to the clinical research that's out there. Um, But keep your doctor, keep talking to your doctor, um, consult your doctor anytime you take something new or combine it with other medications or supplements. But I will also say, 
don't be surprised if they have never even heard of AHCC Mm -hmm. because that's not where their training is. Unless they're a Chinese traditional medicine, you know, naturopath, they probably haven't heard of using medicinal mushrooms to help with X, Y, Z. So, um, what I usually recommend for people is if you are currently working with an MD or a doctor or even a naturopath, you know, naturopaths don't just because they practice natural medicine doesn't mean they're all super Mm open-minded or don't, you know, shun something that they've never heard of. Like I've heard this from so many people that they'll say like, well, I mentioned it to my doctor and he had never heard of it. So he said not to take it. I was like, well, that's like saying like, "Mm, I've never heard of that book. I'm not going to read it. And I don't think it's good. Like that doesn't make sense. And it also doesn't negate the 34 years of clinical research uh, that's already available to anyone who wants to look it up. So what I recommend is if you're serious about it and you want to talk to your doctor, print off some of the clinical research and physically hand it to your doctor in your appointment. So that way you're not having to be this like, well, it's a mushroom and I -hmm. I don't really know what it does. Like be your own advocate, be intentional, be intelligent about it, print it off, bring it to them or email it to them. But if you have it physically in your hands, then you're, you're basically getting around that like, oh, I didn't see the email or I was too busy Mm -hmm. or whatever. So really this, this is again, you know, falling under being your own advocate. Yeah. Which is really very important. Um, so where does this fall with pregnant nursing moms when it comes to like HCC or just mushrooms in general? Um, yeah. I know you're probably going to say, talk to your doctor, but <laughs> any insight you can give would be helpful as well. Yes. Um, I always have to say, talk to your doctor and, but I, I will actually give some, some real answers here. I have to frame it in the way of it's always up to the mom. Some okay. moms, you know, some moms are fine drinking a glass of wine every week during their pregnancy. I'm not saying you should do that. Yeah. My point is, is that some moms won't even use an essential oil or something like, yeah. or, you know, drink a cup of coffee or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it comes down to what the mother is okay with. What is yeah. she, um, what are you comfortable with? Mm-hmm. Um, that's the first place because if you sit, and you're balanced and you're in a sort of like quiet space and you're asking your body, like, is this something that could benefit me? And you get a resounding no from your body, listen to it. Mm-hmm. But if you're really intrigued by it and you, you get a resounding, yes, I think this is something that I want to look into and I want to try. Then I will say that I have lost count <laughs> of the, <clears throat> the amount of moms in every stage, excuse me, in every stage of trying to conceive pregnancy and then nursing who have used AHCC, including my own sister. Mm -hmm. Um, Not the one with RA, a a different sister. (laughs) Um, I have three of them, but um, so I will say that there have been many moms at every stage who have used it and their, their babies are beautiful and healthy and wonderful. Yeah. Nothing was, nothing was wrong. Um, I will also say that when I, if, and when I ever become pregnant, I'm not going to change anything that I'm doing because I have spent, I've spent so long researching into how HCC works in the body. 
I've witnessed thousands and thousands of people having amazing results with it. Mm-hmm. I've seen the safety trials. Um, I'm confident that it's something that would aid my body during that time. I'm not saying you have to go crazy with it. Mm-hmm. Um, but if it is something that you are interested in, I would say there's no intuition like a mother's intuition. Yeah. And I can't even fully speak to that because I'm not a mother, but I fully believe that. So if your yeah. body's telling you like, yeah, we like this, then yeah. I would say, listen to those little whispers. Yeah. I can totally get that. And then as we wrap up, because I know we're going super long, um, can you tell us where to get HCC? Because my vague knowledge of this, I do know that it has to go through some place that's been patented for sourcing or something like that. So just to make sure people get the correct stuff. Yes. Good memory. Um, So I have uh, my private label of AHCC that's called Immune Intel AHCC that I have mentioned. Um, And we are, by the time that this airs, we are back in stock. Um, So I would, that's the one I would recommend. Um, But I will say that because you're right, it does have to go through the, uh, the uh, manufacturers in Japan Mm -hmm. do have a patent on the manufacturing process. So if it says AHCC and it has a little R, you know, with a circle Mm -hmm. around it, that's the trademark. And so they legally can't use that unless it's coming from that one source in Japan. Um, That being said, there are also brands who put AHCC on the bottle, but they have just a tiny little sprinkling, maybe like a hundred milligrams where that's not going to do anything in your body. You need like Mm -hmm. at least minimum, minimum, minimum a gram Mm-hmm. And for someone with, I didn't mention this yet, but with someone, you know, someone who has HPV or Lyme or, you know, cancer or something like that, at least three grams a day, which would be four of my capsules. And you okay. want to split that AM and PM. This is according to the research. This is not mm-hmm. my medical advice. Keep talking to right. your doctor, but this is according to the research. These are the best findings. The best um, outcomes have come from this at least therapeutic dose of three grams per day. That totally makes sense. Okay. So make sure it's trademark and I'll post your link below. Um, Cause I know it's been out of stock forever. I've been staring at it. <laughs> yeah, I know. And that's, it's a, it's honestly a global problem because yeah. like I mentioned at the beginning of this podcast, um, the increase in global awareness of immune health has increased the demand of AHCC all over the world. So it's great that more people are learning about it and all of that, but also that in combination with all the lockdowns and shutdowns, I mean, factories are closed, manufacturing plants are closed. Now things are moving along better, but there's still, this is just like a little insider, uh, you know, uh, I don't know, piece of advice or whatever, um, but piece of information, there's still a lot of people that can't run their businesses because people aren't wanting to go back to work. Oh, yeah. So people are on unemployment mm-hmm. and there's nothing wrong with unemployment if you need it, but <laughs> there's a lot of people that aren't going back to work. So we'll get word from my manufacturers that like, hey, we have raw material, but we don't have enough people, literally bodies in the warehouse <clears throat> to get this out to you. Yeah. And so it's a real problem. It's, it's, mm-hmm. it's so if somebody sees on our website that we're out of stock, what I would recommend 
is getting on our wait list. It's a pop-up on our screen. So if you go to getmimifit.com, it'll come up like, Hey, if you're here for AHCC, get on the wait list Mm -hmm. and you can put your email in. We will let you know. I also recommend getting on our text notification list. This is a list of people who get first dibs on any inventory that we have because we, we do sell out quick because people are waiting for this. Um, so I can, you know, I can pass the number along to you if you want. And just you, just you personally, I would, I would get on our text notifications. I know because I've been waiting. (laughs) Yes. Oh gosh. No. Cause when I first found out, I was like, Oh, you're sold out. And then I was finding out about the patent and I was looking at all of these different companies that have, um, HCC and almost all of them were sold out and yep, it's a global issue. Yeah. It's important to, you know, turn your labels around guys, just because it says it's HCC, you know, look at what's in it. Um, well, thank you so much for coming on. I'm going to put all of your links below, but I'm assuming probably the best place for people to contact you would be Instagram. Yeah. Instagram is great. You can always slide into my DMS. I personally uh, respond to every uh, request and message. Uh, and it just might take me a few days, uh, to sort through all of them, but, um, I do make, uh, make it a priority to make myself, uh, available. And I will say I did just get a telegram, which is more of my sort of uncensored, uh, yeah. information that Instagram is not letting me put on my Instagram without them jeopardizing my business. Mm-hmm. So I've telegram is a, a censorship free. And so I, I started that recently to help continue like getting information out that I know yeah. people are sort of desperate for. It's important. Mm-hmm. I appreciate you being here. Thanks for having me. It was super fun. Of course. Thank you for listening to today's episode of Balancing Hormones Naturally. If you found this helpful, I would love for you to share it with a friend and post it on your stories and tag Balancing Hormones Naturally podcast so we can get this message out. You can find me on Instagram at Leah underscore B-R-U-E-G and I would absolutely love to hear from you.